0: The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your hosts, Shane Chapman and Wade Brett. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's
1: go. Welcome to episode 193 of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. There's no Kyler, there's no Bryce, there's no Wade, just Shane and Jacob hanging out. Hey, hey. Rolling dice. Let's see how this goes. Uh, Jacob, what were you up to this weekend? I spent some time in Saskatoon, so I don't know what you guys have been doing.
0: I just worked on my garden, made salsa, brought everything in, so... Worked uh, on your
1: garden as in, like, you were harvesting?
0: Yeah, harvested all my peppers, all my tomatoes, all my onions, so...
1: What kind of peppers you make?
0: Oh, man. Reapers, ghosts, habaneros. Really? You get serious with it, eh? Yeah, totally. I uh, tried hybr- hybridizing my chilies, uh, or my ghosts and my reapers, and... Uh, they came out crazy. Like, I can't even eat them. Cra-
1: crazy hot?
0: Yeah, crazy. Like, yeah, I Idaho.
1: would have no desire to do that
0: whatsoever.
1: I don't mind a little spicy food, but I will make no attempts to make something spicier than it is naturally.
0: So. Yeah, not for everybody.
1: Yeah, so um, episode 193, we're going to get into a few of our little famous card tricks that we like to play here first before we get into our topic of the day. Jacob, you got a few picked out there?
0: Yeah, all right. So first off, our first argument is it's okay to pee in the shower. What do you think of that one? Yep. I I think so, yeah. I think it's actually preferred to pee in the shower. I mean, you're using the water anyways, so... If you're about to hop in,
1: why waste time peeing in the toilet first before you get in the shower? Just let her buck. (laughs) But I've heard people argue that Number 2 in the shower is okay.
0: No, disagree. No waffle stomping. Hard? (laughs) Waffle stomping? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, like the drain is like waffle-shaped. You
1: don't have to explain it. I know exactly where that comes from, but that's funny. Uh, Yeah, that is gross. So
0: I wouldn't recommend that. Why would you do that to yourself?
1: But a pee in the shower is pretty innocent. So funny story, we were out at my in-law's farm last weekend, and... I don't know how this became an idea, but my wife decided we should go out in the in the field, which was nothing but dirt, like just soil amongst yeah. the amongst the wind wall trees, whatever. And she thought we should dig out a, a mud hole and then fill it with water for our boys, three and five, to go play in. So they were covered head to toe in mud. But while we were filling it up with water, both of them decided that they should pee in the hole, in the mud hole that they're about to go play in. Which, whatever, they pee in the tub, they pee in the pool, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you guys know, that there's not that much water in there. There's only six inches of water. You're not diluting your pee enough. You're going to actually play in pee mud. But
0: Mostly pee in that case. When <laughs> you, yeah.
1: When you're three and five, it just doesn't matter. And the idea of peeing in or on things is like super fun to them right now. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, yep. Yeah,
0: peas are okay. Poops are not in the shower. What's 100%. What you got next? So now we got Magic 8-Balls are more reliable than tarot cards.
1: I don't know that I have an opinion on this. I think they're both kind of hokey.
0: Totally. But, I mean, I feel like there's way more variables with tarot cards. I, I would say that Magic 8-Balls are probably more reliable. There's only however many options, right? And you're guaranteed to hit on one of them, at least.
1: So I don't even know if I really understand. I don't think I've ever had a tarot card reading. Have you?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Just at like the, I, I went to the psychic convention as just kind of a goo for a gaff a couple of years ago. And uh, we went through all of those. But yeah, it, it's definitely just inference and suggestion mainly.
1: Right. So you didn't really buy into the there, No, there's no magic really, behind the cards. I don't buy into that. They just kind of like every card means something and and everything can mean something to somebody, probably. It's like. Do you have this in your life? You must have this. And you're like, yeah, yeah I'm stressed. I'm totally stressed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, You're right. I do have family members. Yeah. I, I've never had a card reading done. I have I feel like I actually did have my palm read ye- like decades ago, like when I was younger. I don't remember how that turned out. But it's the same thing. When somebody tells you something, you like dig deep enough in your head, you can kind of, you can relate something to what they're saying and.
0: You yeah. will open a deck shop in the yeah. future. Well, I would have been pretty cool if they would have said that. <laughs> that would have been neat. Uh, what you got next? Final one is fall is better than spring, and hard agree on that one. I think spring, especially in Saskatchewan, is wet and soggy and for the most part kind of miserable. So fall is nice. It's cool enough that you can get out and, you know, jog or go biking. It's, yeah.
1: Oh boy, I think this is one where we disagree,
0: but only because I
1: always look ahead because you're right. The actual weather in fall is better for doing outdoor activities than the weather in spring typically, because it's, is it fall now? No, not yet. Three weeks.
0: Feels like it with this cold weather.
1: Yeah. Well, it just cooled off today, right? Or yesterday, like the day before that, it was 33 or 95, whatever that is, is Fahrenheit 95. Um, It was, it's been hot and it's just not cooling off a little bit. But in the, in the third week of September, when it actually turns officially to fall, you can still have nice, like nice days. You can still get outside and do things and you're right, go to the park or do whatever. And you're also right that in spring often, like sometimes it's not super nice yet. But the difference for me is I'm a, I, I look to what's next all the time. It's like, and so for me, fall is a sign of winter coming and spring is a sign of summer coming And therefore, mentally for me, I much prefer spring. Yeah, Because it just means better things are on on the way. Mm -hmm. I went golfing yesterday. I went golfing yesterday. There's so many leaves on the course already on the ground. And it it hasn't froze yet. It's been summer weather. Why are the trees dropping their leaves already? (laughs) No doubt. doesn't make sense to me. But that sign, I know some people are like, Oh my God, I love fall, the colors and the spice pumpkin bullshit. And (laughs) I'm just, I'm not that guy. I just, I actually don't like fall at all. I like to skip past fall. And then once we get close enough to Christmas, I can get excited again for Christmas and then come January, February, I hate it again till spring. And then I'm very like very roller coastery. About so you'd rather
0: day. it was like 33 degrees and then all of a sudden the next day, like zero degrees snowing. Yep. But, but if that
1: happened on November 1st, that would be good.
0: Yeah. Valid. Like
1: I, I would, If our winters were just two months long and it was just November and December and it was right around Christmas and then as soon as Christmas and New Year's was over, then winter was also over. That would would be my perfect idea of seasons because that January, February where it's just nothingness and it's the coldest months and there's no holidays in there and yeah, not ideal. Anywho, the topic today, we, we perused the internet and found an article we wanted to talk about. Actually, we perused the internet, found an article we want to talk about, thought it was great. We're about to hit record, and then something jogged in my brain was like, wait, I think we've actually done this article before. Sat back down, looked it up. We had done the article before. Lo and behold. And uh, so we had to shift. So we found a new article, courtesy of mymasterplan.com. This is their article and their words. And they get some free promotion on this. It looks like they're a builder, I believe summer i didn't look too much into them but they had an article or a blog article that was uh five reasons why a deck is better than a patio and that piqued my interest so jacob found this one pulled it up and i was like yep let's do it so i'm actually going to read the five reasons in full to make sure i capture their entire thoughts and then we'll discuss and like i'm a little biased but we'll see what you think about these as well they didn't reverse order. I don't know if they're weighted in any way, if like number one's the best reason. But anyways, number five, a deck is considered an outdoor extension of your indoor living space. Decks are typically built to the same level as your doorway from inside the house. So navigation is easy peasy with no pesky steps in the way. Unless your shoes are untied, you won't have to worry about tripping over anything while carrying your sangria out to the dinner table. Patios are built directly on the ground level of your property. So if your yard is uneven... You are going to have to level the ground before any insulation can take place. The problem can be solved easily by building the structure up where you need it to be. What do you think? Valid reason that a deck is better than a patio or, or stretching because they build decks?
0: Th- that's a valid reason for sure. <laughs> I mean, I find with my parents' patio, they have a pretty large outdoor patio space it's constantly shifting right like the the bricks are uneven every year they have to readjust and re-level everything like every two or three years it's yeah Yeah. definitely some tripping hazards there i kind of worry about them as they're getting older too but
1: i'll be honest i don't know if that even makes it into one of their top five reasons here but you're right the whole especially here i'm sure in other markets where there's Mm -hmm. less frost and not as much clay in the ground that patios probably uh don't shift around and move as much and I know that there's going to be landscapers who are like, well, if you did it right, it wouldn't do that. Uh, listen, unless you're going to dig out seven feet <laughs> here exactly. and start packing aggregate in there, uh, things move here. Uh, so it's a tough go here to not have things move. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, there's better ways to do a patio that can limit how much movement is happening. But you're right. I see patios all the time that have uneven stones or have settled or whatever that uh, you don't have to worry about that with the deck. You just kind of build it, prop it up above the ground. The ground can do whatever it wants, dig a proper pile and you're good. This saying, it's just nicer to have the deck kind of level with the interior of the house and not have to go down to the ground. And I do agree with this. Let me preface this whole conversation with the fact that I don't think it needs to be an either or. I actually think my favorite outdoor spaces incorporate both a deck and a patio is usually like the nicest backyards.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Um, but only a patio, like having to come out of your house and get down to ground level right now and having only concrete to be on is not super cozy to me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, um, I wouldn't like only that. So
0: anyways. I like I, a pergola situation, but.
1: Yeah, there's certain things you can do for sure to cozy up a space as well. But so I think what they're saying here is that the a deck can feel more a part of your home. Uh, uh, more of an extension of the home, whereas a patio is pretty tough to make it feel like you're kind of just transitioning from your home to your outside home. It's just like, feels more of like a separate space. And so I would agree with that too a little bit. I don't think it's a major point, but I would agree that uh, they transition from the interior space a little bit easier, a little bit nicer. Yeah. Number four, in the perfect world, we would never have to maintain any outdoor projects, but unfortunately this is not the case. Everything requires maintenance, but the level of attention isn't always the same. With patios, you have to be concerned with pulling weeds and spraying mildew in between the cracks during the warm months and possibly witnessing the rise and fall of the pavers in the winter. As for concrete patios, it isn't a question of will it crack, but when it will crack. Yes, decks require power washing and sealing or staining, but that is pretty minimal compared to the patio maintenance and worry. If your deck is built properly, the maintenance should have enough expansion and contraction room for the cold months and the warmer months. So there you go. He did get into it right away. Your, your comment about the patio stones shifting around and doing their thing. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Composite so I, also doesn't crack like bricks do, right? So
1: Yeah, I, I do think this is a valid point too. I think there's a lot more maintenance with a patio than there is with a deck, assuming that you do a deck that has maintenance-free products like composite decking. Um, but even if you do have to oil your deck, it's like if you pick the right product and the right applicator, the right brush, it can be a pretty easy thing to do as well. Um, concrete pavers also need sealed every once in a while, so that's the same. You're going to brush that on, roll that on as well. Um, but it's the it's the uneven settling of the patio bricks that might require them being pulled up and re-leveled from time to time in this, in this environment that is kind of the bigger maintenance chunk of it. And the point of him saying that uh, you might have to worry about weeds or stuff growing up through the cracks, I think that, like, I'm not a patio expert, but I believe that there's certain... Um, like polymeric sands and whatnot that kind of prevent that from happening. So I don't know that that's a problem with every patio. Um, you know, you see sometimes too where they just use typical playground sand and the ants dig it all out and everything else. But I think, that, I believe that there are products that kind of prevent that too. So I'm not sure how much of an actual issue that is, But
0: is. I'm sure even like some roundup or just, you know, salting the ground would take care of a lot of the weeds and grass from yeah. spreading up.
1: Yeah. So I would, I would agree with this one too. I think that decks are less maintenance than patios are. Number three, aesthetics. Decks add architectural interest to a backyard like no other feature can. Deck design has come a long way since simple rectangular pine decks of the past. Decks can be built out of several different materials, such as pressure-treated lumber, exotic hardwoods, composite materials, or cellular PVC. The plastic-based decking materials have an amazing lifespan, are easily maintained, and can be molded to contour your property or landscape design to spark ooze and awes from your family, friends, and neighbors. This is where an experienced deck and landscape designer would come in handy. Experience is key. I know that patios can be aesthetically pleasing too, but there's something to be said about a structure that raises out of the earth to create another playing field.
0: Well said. Articulate.
1: Um, I don't know how much I... Like I said before, I think a combination of both is really... the the best aesthetic. <laughs> so uh, you can like some patios can look really nice too. If you start getting into putting in some nice features or retaining walls or garden boxes or whatever, like start playing out with your patio features as well. I think you can make them also look very nice, but um, I do think maybe decks have more flexibility in the creativity that you can do with them because there is such a wide variety of materials and shapes and sizes and levels and all sorts of things you can do with them. Um, so I'll mildly agree with that one as well that they uh, can be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. Not yeah, necessarily always the I'd case. Agree. Number two, where do you keep your lawnmower, your weed whacker, your seeds spreader, your outdoor furniture, or pool essentials when not in use? This
0: is a good one. Yeah,
1: yeah this, as I'm reading, I'm like, yeah, here we go. If you are a fan of killing two birds with one stone, you can add an under-deck storage space to house of all... Mm, to house oh, to house all of your fun outside toys. If planned properly, the underdeck space can serve as a great purpose instead of remaining instead of remaining a wasted space. With the ground level patio, you don't have the options for hidden storage. So now you have to start thinking about a shed or garage for your lawnmower to live in. This is a I there's not even an argument here that space underneath the deck absolutely can be usable. And then you're not going to get that with the patio. So if you can create Uh, levels, tiers to your backyard, separate floors, you can, you can carve out a lot of usable space that you wouldn't get with a patio. That's absolutely the case. And if you're talking about walkout or second stories, like patios aren't even an option for that, but a lot of people on walkout decks will put a deck up top and a patio underneath. Then you get the best of both worlds and you're using the space as well. But even on lower decks that are four feet, five feet, six feet off the house, that creates this great usable storage space underneath the deck and What's your deck like? Two hundred and fifty square feet. That's a big shed. That's a, There's a lot of space under there to store stuff. And yeah, if it needs to be dry, there's rain escape systems or dry space systems that you can install with the decking that keeps that whole space underneath. And you've just got two hundred and fifty square feet of bonus garage that didn't cost you twenty thousand dollars. You just had to add the cost of the of the dry system if you wanted it. You don't have to be dry either. But so that's one that's pretty undeniable. Nice to be able to uh, double your square footage of usable space when you're in the backyard. That's for sure, and then you don't have to have the shed that steals more space. So, for example, a patio. You know, if you're if your backyard's a thousand square feet and you do a 250 square foot patio, and then you have to add, uh, even like call it a 200 square foot shed. Well, now you've taken away from the other 750 square feet you had remaining from your yard. Whereas deck, you added a 250 square foot deck. And added 250 square foot of house, kept the 750 square feet, and and bumped up to 1,250 square feet of usable space. So, um, yeah, I think that's an under an underutilized area underneath the deck. A lot of people are just kind of like they build the deck and they don't worry about it underneath. It's like, no, no, use that space.
0: Oh, totally. Way more aesthetically pleasing than a shed as well. Like, it, it's just kind of cool to have that under deck space. It's it's uh, definitely eye catching.
1: Well, if you skirt it in. Properly, It makes the whole deck look nice too. And you would never know that there was storage space under there at all. Like it's not an eyesore at all. It actually makes, it improves the look of the deck and gives you that hidden functional storage space space. So uh, yeah. yeah. Key thing. Number two is my favorite so far. <laughs> number one, the reason into the number one reason to choose a deck over a patio Safety. There are codes that need to be followed no matter what is being built on your property. Patios do not require railings or gates because they are built on the ground level of your property. There are great benefits to having wide open space like this, but now you have to keep your eyes peeled to make sure your kids stay put and spot the dog doesn't go running off. With any deck to be code compliant, a railing must be installed and gates can be an essential addition. You can have the comfort of knowing that Jimmy and Sally can play outside in the deck without having them wander off to explore. Can't you just have a fence and a gate? Doesn't that? <laughs>
0: does that also solve this problem? <laughs> I would think so. Maybe uh, maybe number two was more of a number one there. Yeah, I don't know how I,
1: how you can claim that a deck is safer. I get what they're saying. So I, I fully get that we do this sometimes. Sometimes we tell our kids to stay on the deck. And the reason for that is when they're on the deck, like our top level deck, they're at the height of our kitchen window so from inside the kitchen I can see them. No problem. I know exactly what they're doing, exactly where they are. I don't have to worry that they've, you know, gone out into the yard or even wandered out the gate because I couldn't see where they were where they were and what they're doing. So I guess I I get it from that point. Um but
0: Yeah, no, that that's a good justification. You, you can, that, can
1: that. contain your children better, I guess, is what <laughs> this is suggesting.
0: Add rails and you create a corral for the kids. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you also have the other thing too, that if you don't have it properly, like if you don't have a gate, you've got stairs to deal with that. I guess those are a little bit less safe than not. But I guess if you have a patio, you have to have stairs down to the patio anyway. No getting away from the stairs if your door's a little bit higher up. true. I don't know. I still think that probably number two is the the most obvious benefit is having that extra storage space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I said, I think all of these things, the hardscape, the deck, the landscape, all play in with each other to create the perfect space. To be honest, so I don't think it also. I don't think it necessarily needs to be an either or.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's all some of its parts, right?
1: Yeah. That said, just from my own personal, I I much enjoy sitting on a deck. There's something about hardscape that just seems hard and cold to me. Like I don't like. I I don't like putting my chair like. I don't like walking on hard concrete, and I don't like having furniture on hard concrete. And it's something about it just feels hard. And like I know you can soften the space with a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, it's still concrete. A lot of these products, right? Sure, you can get some other softer options, I suppose. But decks just seem a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit softer, a little bit more cozier, a little bit
0: Uh, more inviting.
1: Yeah, I I kind of feel that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Plus, Mm
1: -hmm. I also think you have more color options with the deck. I know I know pavers and whatnot come in a wide variety of color options, but at the end of the day, they're all muted because they're all like it's it's colored concrete essentially. Um, And I know that when you apply a sealer to them, it can make the color pop. I know you can do that a little bit, but if you're looking for something that really brightens the backyard, uh, there's really no limit to what you can do with like composite decking and powder-coated aluminum railings because all the color options are available. 100% 100% of them. And they're all vibrant. They don't need to be, you know, they're not kind of like a duller color. So they can really add to a splash of, like, excitement or color to your to your space for sure. But I also think that creating levels in your backyard does a lot. And that's much easier to do when you can come out of the house at the height of your door and have whatever the height is, four or six feet worth of level changes and if you want, rather than getting down to a ground level and maybe having, you know, one step down to a lower patio or something. But yeah. Anyway, we sell deck products, so of course I feel that way.
0: <laughs> uh, anything you wanted to add to that, there, Jacob? No, um, pretty pretty solid article. Again, maybe ordered a little incorrectly. Um, I definitely agree with you. Where concrete is a little bit more uh, oppressive feeling, right? It's it's just not as inviting. Uh, a composite space, a composite deck space, is way more pleasant to be in.
1: Yeah, for example, and this has nothing to do with a deck per se, but have you ever been to to um, what's that bar called down Harbor Landing? The Canadian cana-
0: Oh, Great Canadian Brew House.
1: Great Canadian is it great Canadian brew house? I always no. get it wrong. Uh, so have you been to their patio?
0: Yeah, it's all brick, right?
1: It's all grass now.
0: Oh it's all I that's think it used to be
1: just concrete. Like it was a concrete, it was a typical concrete patio with the pergola over top and the privacy walls around it, like yeah. like you'd find at most restaurants. Yeah. There was nothing special about it. They've now put um, artificial turf on the on the that's the patio floor, and then the cool. the back the benches the seating against the privacy wall around the outside edge. They built up composite deck like bleacher kind of like a, like a raised box to put the tables up in there. Mm. It feels way cooler, way softer, way more cozy now than it ever did when it was just a, a typical concrete patio. And the grass is, has a lot to do with that. Just softer materials adds color. But that's what I'm saying is that the materials used in a deck are a little bit softer. They pop more color. They're just more cozy and inviting. And that's just an example of like, there was a good before and after there it was like hard nothing special, old, like typical concrete patio to using some materials that soften the space and add color. Now it's like, I think it's one of the cooler patios in town.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds inviting to the point that I think I'm going to have to go there this weekend. Right?
1: We might have to go for lunch there right now.
0: Let's go. (laughs) Okay,
1: thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, Hope the weather stays warm for you and keep on building. We'll see you next week. Peace.
0: thank you for listening to the ultimate deck podcast now you know what we're about check the site come and shop ultimate deck shop.com. hit us right away for sponsorships. so tell us if you want to collaborate let's go check us out on any social networks thank you for listening